What's going on, geeks? You're listening to Geeks of the Grace Podcast. My name is Cody Armour, and I'm here with Joe Morgan. Dead Zooks. And Shelly Waltar. Hey! Ah, name right. Yeah, Waltar. <laughs> For once, the podcast. <laughs> it is Waltar, everyone. It only took you 40 episodes. <laughs> Not Walter. <laughs> How are you guys today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. How about yourself? I am great. I am incredibly busy uh, the next couple yeah, you days. Are. Huh? Yeah, you are. Yeah. We are doing... So I got to get the podcast done today and then um, get ready for tomorrow. We're having a booth at something called The Meetup at Clement Park in Littleton, Colorado. I don't know why I'm telling you this because this will go up the day after that event has happened. <laughs> um but I got to get the new show out because we haven't had a new show in about a week and a half. Um, plus, we're doing the podcast a little bit early today because of the Killing yeah. Joke. Super stoked about that. Yeah. But Joe, tell us about it. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna let you guys go first, and then I'll geek out. Joe, okay. what are you geeking about this week? All right. So this past week, you know, I told you last week I was watching The Last Kingdom on uh, Netflix. I finished that this past week. Um, I definitely hope there's a season two, but they they did a good job wrapping up several of the arcs from season one. Um, I'm still playing Halo 5 and, and Smite with buddies, um, and Overwatch got its update on the Ooh. consoles. So Anna, the new character, is on there, and there have been a bunch of balance changes and stuff. So I spent a few hours this week playing Overwatch, um, and also I am playing some I Am Setsuna. Which yeah. Maurice, I know, is working through for a review for us, and Cody, you're playing through it as well. Mm-hmm. As is LJ. What um, do you think so far? So what I have played of it so far, I'm really enjoying. I think I'm only maybe five or six hours in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, the story is about 20 hours long, so there's still a lot of game left for me. Um, it's got issues, but I'm enjoying what I've played of it so far. Uh I could use a little bit more variety with some of the stuff, some of the settings. Right. Um, That's been my biggest problem with it. Yeah, different color palettes. The piano-driven soundtrack is really good, but mm-hmm. I would appreciate an additional instrument here or there. <laughs> right. So I understand what they were trying to do with the music, um, having this long, cohesive story. It's kind of like one scene that stretched out really long, um, but I'm with you. More variety and levels. Uh, I am not a fan of snow, and there's so much snow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're from Colorado. You get it like 18 months a year. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Denver, we actually get really lucky right next to the mountains. We uh, we don't get a lot of the snow. We only get snow um, about two months out of the year. Oh. Uh, and the mountains get most of it, and then it doesn't Still cross. Still more them. than over here. We don't get snow like at all. Yeah. You all get rain like 18 months We get year. rain. That's, yes, that's what it no, is. No, Denver weather is beautiful. Get, we get fire 18 months a year in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've had, uh, I think today is day four. If today hits 100 degrees, today will be day four in a row of 100 or 100 wow. plus degree temperatures. All right. Ooh, so, I can't nope. even go out in like 90 degrees. That's too much for me. And it's like 240% humidity. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. With the music, I think because we wanted, I, I'll just get my piece on here, um, was I 
wanted a Chrono Trigger game. Uh, looking at it, I was like, it looks like Chrono Trigger is made by the same team as Chrono Trigger. I want it's gonna be awesome. Um, so not having that variety is so far away from Chrono Trigger, and not having that music variety. And I think trying to compare it to that game is gonna ruin it for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think it does some good things with the style, but it is mm-hmm. definitely a separate game. I mean, you know, it's right. it's not trying to ape everything that Chrono Trigger did. There's no time travel mechanics that I've experienced so far, nothing like that. So, I, I'm definitely going to finish it though. As much as I love the game, because I really do like this game, I would have been just as happy, if not happier, if they would have done a ground up reworking of Chrono Trigger. Okay. They would have just remade the game as a whole. Oh, I forgot. Idea. I also finished uh, Song of the Deep this week. Okay. And I really enjoyed Song of the Deep. So. Cool. Yep. How about you, Shelly? Oh, wait. Are you, you yeah, also that's, watching that? Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so for me, I am still playing Fire, playing Fire Emblem. Uh, I finished Birthright, immediately bought Conquest and started playing through it. <laughs> so I'm already halfway through Conquest. And wow. I know they said, you know, the difference... There are, like, a couple differences between Birthright and Conquest. Birthright is easier. You get more chances to, like, grind to level up. You get more gold. It's not as strategic. Um, this game is definitely a lot more strategic. They just throw weird twists twists into the battles and all this stuff. And it's really interesting and fun. Um, I'm liking it, although it's, like, much harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I really like just, like, all everything about that game. <laughs> um, besides that, let's see. I'm finally doing D&D this week. So I'm really excited for that. I made my character last week. Uh, and I created this, I wanted to do a gnome, but we aren't doing gnomes in this world. So I did a halfling and she's like this little, little girl who just loves flowers and giving hugs to everyone. Um, and like halflings are already really small, right? Like she's like a little girl halfling, but she's a warlock and she's great. So I'm (laughs) super excited for her. Yeah. But then she'll get powerful and then rock (laughs) everyone. Starting um, at HP, four. <laughs> actually, it is higher than I have it right here. I am starting ten, which is better than actually most. There you uh, go. So ten is not too bad. But I'm really excited to play it, especially because my character is so different than the character I play with our main campaign. You know, grumpy old pirate who loves gold. Like, she's just like, flowers! You know? Um, yeah. She's like... Two braids. It's just the most adorable thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Uh, and I also am going to be watching Lord of the Rings um, with a friend tomorrow who hasn't seen it. And oh, I wow. actually haven't seen Lord of the Rings in a long time. I've, I mean, I've seen all of them, but it'll be nice to kind of get a refresher. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, I also went on a retreat this weekend with, not not from my church, one of my friend's churches. She invited me. And there were a lot of board games and card games. <laughs> and so nice. I've sort of expanded my repertoire sort of knowledge of board games. We played this game called Codenames. Um, also, One Night Werewolf. I don't know if you guys heard that. It's kind of like Mafia. Super yeah. duper fun. Um, we so do the Rebel City a lot. I was geeking yeah. out about that. And let um, me take this moment to plug it. If you haven't checked it out yet, 
We do now do board games in our gaming section on the website. Um, we've had uh, we have a couple of writers who are dedicated to bringing you board game reviews and news. So make sure you check out geeksintergrace.com under the gaming section. We have mm-hmm. a whole section for tabletop and board games now. I always like telling people this. I don't think anyone that listened to the podcast needs to know this, but I was going to say we are authentically geeks. Uh, yeah. We are not Christians reviewing board games because we think Christians need to do that. It is because we love board games or movies or games or whatever it is we're reviewing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, they I are mean, so into this. It's one thing to connect with people through video games, but connecting with board games is like this entirely other thing. Like, I probably would not have made the friends I made without like all those board games. It was just so fun and rekindled my love for, you know, classic games like that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what cool. I'm doing. So our newest board game review is actually our newest gaming review as of me as of the time that we're recording this. It is uh, okay. a board game called Vikings on Board, <laughs> and it looks like Derek Thompson, who I think is the newest member of our board game writing staff, Woo! wrote his review up on that. So, Very cool. Awesome. I'm so stoked Definitely that we have that, that out. new category. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I uh, I guess I'll start back with our last podcast. I, we brought up Battle Champs, and I didn't realize it had already like been released when we did the podcast. Um, so it was released, and I downloaded it. And uh, I hate how obsessed I get over uh, mobile games, because I do. <laughs> I pick one up, and then I'm like, I gotta play this forever. This will be the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> don't play SimCity Build It anymore, because that's how I was with that game. Um, it is totally a total conquest uh What's what's the other one? The big one, Clash of Clans, uh, yeah. Clone. But the art style is beautiful. It's a lot of fun. And I was ranting and raving about your lie in April, um, and how much emotion that anime gave me. And the voice of your narrator, that your tutorial narrator in this game, is the voice of Calry from that show. And <laughs> she almost made me cry because she was like. I need your help to help me win the tournament. And I was like, yes, Calry, I will help you win this tournament. Why <laughs> oh, oh, just stay with me? <laughs> you just start crying and people look around like, what, dude? Why are you I crying? almost couldn't get through the <laughs> Luckily now it's not so bad because she doesn't say as much. It's just like, hey, how are you type stuff. Um, she does do this thing where she's like, oh, you're back. I was worried. And I'm like, oh, it's just, ah. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, um, that's really cool. I actually tweeted, I can't remember the name of the voice actor, but I tweeted her and was like, this is what you've done to me. And uh, she liked the tweet, which made me feel really special. <laughs> but uh, yes, if you want to help Calry win the tournament, um, only your Lion April fans will understand. Uh, you can get Battle Champs. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've also been playing Cincinnati. Obviously, we talked about that a little bit already. Um, I'll just say that I, I really love the game. I think it's great. Um if you like those little classic RPG style games, that's definitely what it is. Um, and I'll be watching Batman tonight. Batman the Killing Joke, which I'm super stoked about. Um, for those who don't know, the Killing Joke is a huge uh, comic book. It, not in length, but like it's a very well-known, very... Significance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it really brought to light who the Joker is um, in a way that people don't really... Uh, didn't it, it changed the way that people perceive the Joker? Um, I would say. So 
I'm super stoked about this. Mark Hamill actually retired from being the voice of the Joker. For those who don't know, he's like been the Joker in almost everything animated you've ever watched. Um, he retired after I believe it was Arkham uh, Origins or Arkham City, one of those, one of the Arkham games. Uh, he said the only way he would ever return is if they were doing the Killing Joke, and they're doing the Killing Joke now. So yeah. Mark Hamill's in it, and Kevin Conroy plays Batman. Who, for those who don't know, he's played Batman in almost every animated show out there. Uh, so it's gonna be really exciting. It's only being in theaters for I believe one day. Um, yeah. It's just tonight, and then it'll be on DVD, uh, digital release soon, if not already. I'm not sure if it's already come out. Um, I know that someone said they had already seen it, so there might have been links or something. But you can buy uh, the hardcover I'm- of the actual of the actual comic for. Ten dollars on Amazon. Okay. Wow, that's pretty so, good. If you haven't read it, you should. Um, very powerful, very dark. I should put that out. This is the first rated R animated movie they've ever yes. made. It is rated um, R. I looked today. You will see the Joker not be the clown you think he is. <laughs> like it is uh, dark and evil. Uh, you get an appreciation for like how bad he really is, but. Super stoked about that. That's basically everything. Um, also, obviously, San Diego Comic-Con. But we're going to get through all of that through uh, the, the podcast because uh, that's basically where most of our content's coming from today. Yeah. Uh, everything revolving around San Diego Comic-Con. And if it's not at San Diego Comic-Con, I can almost guarantee that they release something because of San Diego Comic-Con. And they were like, we need to put our light in there, too. Yep. So let's start with movies. Shelly, I'll let you lead the way. Yeah, so because, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is happening right now, a lot of trailers are coming out for new movies, which is mm-hmm. super cool and, you know, all aboard the hype train, toot toot. So, uh, <laughs> we got a new, we got Justice League trailer, finally, which looks yes. awesome. <gasps> um, also, Wonder Woman and yes. Doctor Strange, new trailer for that, new tra- trailer for Suicide Squad, a lot of, all of that, so... I don't even know where to start on that. I guess I'll ask a question. Um, What's your favorite trailer so far from San Diego Comic-Con? For me, personally, I'm super, super stoked for Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, So I would say Suicide Squad probably. However, um, I'm actually, apart from Suicide Squad, of all the trailers that I saw... Oh, man, either Aquaman or Wonder Woman both looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Wonder Woman actually looked even cooler than Aquaman did. Yeah. Okay. I for me, it's the Justice League trailer. There have been a lot of talks about uh, Justice League, kind of, or at least DC overall, the cinematic universe changing its tone. Uh, very dark and brooding, and uh, I think this trailer kind of showed new light. There's more color. And the trailers, same with Wonder Woman. There's a lot of color in Wonder Woman. Um, if, for those who hadn't realized, like Batman and Superman and Man of Steel were very like toned down color wise. It's very like washed out almost. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited about the tone. It seems like it's going to be a little bit comical. They're going to allow jokes. Um, jokes. Aquaman looks cool. Flash looks cool. Cyborg looks pretty cool. Um, He's not as bulky as I like him to be. But. I understand why they would go this way because Marvel has had such success with it. Mm-hmm. But my brother 
in particular comes to mind with this sort of stuff. He wants the darker content. Okay. The the classic DC has always provided. Like he likes the darker Batman in right. Batman versus Superman. You know, he he appreciates that it tends to hit a little closer to home. Like you know, we talk about how dark the Killing Joke's going to be. Right. And he appreciates that about DC Comics. Um, so I'm not sure. That said, he's still like beside himself, super excited for Suicide right. Squad. So. My take on that is that Batman is definitely dark, but the Flash and like the Green Lantern, who I know isn't in this, but they're not. Um, yeah. And so yeah. I think that putting Batman in a Justice League situation, I think that he should be overly brooding and dark to a point it's where just, it's funny. Yeah, con- like sort of contrast. With That's true. Like in in that trailer, you know that. Batman is there talking to the Flash. Yeah. He's like, so I'm putting together a team. And Flash is like, yeah, totally. He's I'm like, in. Wait. He's like, I right. don't really have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's where Batman is being overly serious and Flash cuts him off. And he's like, how do I react to this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, uh. Okay. <laughs> yep. It, it was that easy. <laughs> um, I definitely feel like overall that's. A way to kind of with the Hulk. The Hulk's very similar too, where uh, by himself being overly brutish um, wasn't all that fun to watch. Look at the, like the old the solo movies of him, mm-hmm. but yeah. you put him in a situation where everyone is fun and lighthearted, and he's like so brutish that it becomes funny. Yeah, uh, I think that's where kind of what they have to do with Batman. Um, let him be dark in his own movies, and then uh, when he comes out, let him continue to be so dark that everyone's like, "You need to chill." Yeah. Take a chill pill. What about you, Shelly? What was your favorite one so far? Ah, uh, I don't know. So <laughs> I asked you guys, thinking you guys knew an answer, but I didn't actually know. Um, I am generally much more of a Marvel fan than I am DC, but with all these DC trailers, ah, they're just... I don't know which one I want to watch most. Um, probably Suicide Squad still, just because I... I've seen like almost all the trailers for that and it's kind of been going on for a while. I think as more Wonder Woman and Justice League trailers come out, I'll probably get more excited for those. Um, but right now I'm definitely still mostly sad about Suicide Squad. But I just watched the Doctor Strange trailer and it looks amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of, you know, also still on board the Marvel train. Um, so I'm really excited for that as well. It doesn't even really look like a Marvel movie. Right. In a sense, it looks like this entire like sci-fi, like fantasy kind of weird thing, but I'm all over it. Because if once they bring Doctor Strange into the rest of the Marvel, you know, universe, Avengers, and all that stuff, like imagine mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. So I'm really curious. Uh, the director for Doctor Strange said that he believes that Doctor Strange is gonna open the door to the multiverse for them, and as excited as I am for that, I was thinking about it, and I go, what is the purpose? of the multiverse for uh, Marvel. I mean, they already have this cohesive story. Um, yeah. And the only thing I can think of is there were rumors and rumblings of X-Men um, trying to get some action in on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I could really see that being the case, and then they don't have to rewrite what Fox has already done. And they can just throw Wolverine through a portal, because Doctor Strange can do that, and it's totally acceptable now. So maybe... But definitely high speculation. Yeah, because didn't they... I mean, they've already said that Quicksilver should be coming back for 
mm-hmm. the next Avengers or something. Or, yeah, yeah, something like that. Which, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that, but I guess they revive all their dead characters, so yay. <laughs> um, at least they'll get a chance to sort of shine again. Um, yeah. I'm but really, yeah. I think it's going to be yeah. great. I think it'd be super cool if they got X-Men. Not transform it into, like, X-Men, not to make it super big, but just to have, like, yeah, maybe a couple of characters, like Wolverine or someone, like, just to be like, hey, we're still technically Marvel. I think that'd be super cool. So, yeah. Lots of excitement for trailers and stuff. As for movies that are coming out now, we have Jason Bourne, which, I mean, there's been a lot of Jason Bourne movies already. This one is kind of the big one. I don't really know if it's a reboot or if it's a continuation from the others it's the same actor so i think it is a continuation yeah okay it's just there's been time between the movies i can tell yeah um but yeah so if you really like jason bourne go see that it looks really cool so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um also nerve which one that one looks really interesting i don't know if you've seen trailers for it but um super creative idea yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I really like about it. There's like this, uh, this game or something, and people can either play and do just super risky, super dangerous things, but they get money for it, and they basically be mm-hmm. famous. Or you could be a watcher and you know watch people do these things. Um, so the story I think is just revolved around two people who are trying to play the game, and then it kind of goes crazy, and it's like, oh, you can't escape the game. You gotta mm-hmm. win. It's like, oh, how do you win? So. I may go see that one just because it looks really interesting. Also, uh, Dave Franco. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you want to see a very original movie, right. I think that would be a good one to go see. Also, rated PG thirteen. They're both rated PG thirteen. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that one. Yeah, totally. Um, and I couldn't really find any super interesting things on Blu-ray. So it looks like a lot of stuff is coming out in July. So I'll probably be. You mean Doing August? Stuff next week. Yeah. In August. Sorry. August. <laughs> Not July. Cool. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we're kind of good here. Going right into the TV stuff. Uh, first of all, The Flash uh, has a trailer that came out uh, for San Diego Comic-Con, obviously, for their season three. Uh, I'm really sad at, like, looking at The Flash character now compared to San Diego Con- or, uh uh, DC Cinematic Universe's Flash, because they're so different. But uh, they're calling this the Flashpoint Paradox season. Uh, I don't know what that's going to mean yet, and how it's going to affect Arrow, or Supergirl, or any of those kind of things. But uh, the trailer seems very intense. Eobard Thawne is going to be in it, for those who don't know. Um, Eobard Thawne, in the first season, uh, was played by a different actor and they gave a reason for that and so it's the actor from the first season that played Yabard Thawne as himself this is super complicated to try to explain without giving spoilers Uh, you get a glimpse of this actor in the first season um, and you're now seeing him he's going to be a huge part of this third season that's pretty cool Um, so that that came out that was huge news Um, and then uh the thing with Ghost Rider for S.H.I.E.L.D. is also huge. Uh, there was no trailer or anything. I think they had a little teaser, but uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to have Ghost Rider in it. They have an actor for it. can't remember his name. Uh, they have the car. They showcased the car at San Diego Comic-Con. 
I'm stoked about that. I don't know about you guys. You guys watch Shield at all? Will you be watching Shield just to see Ghost Rider? Nope. No. No. <laughs> and, and as far as Ghost Rider goes, he's probably the lowest possible on my radar of any of the heroes oh, period really? ever. <laughs> I, so I don't care it. anything about him at all. I watched that, like the Real Star movies, to chuckle at Nicolas Cage for being Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. I, I probably won't watch it, but. It's <laughs> funny. I, I wanted a uh, Netflix series for it, um, for Ghost Rider specifically. And so this is kind of the second best for me. But uh, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm, I'm still pretty stoked. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Netflix, though, Voltron season two, season one of Voltron, huge cliffhanger, and we were like, that didn't feel like a season finale, it felt like a mid-season finale. A season two of Voltron is coming out later this year. Good nice. Day. That's, yeah, great news for those of you who are super into Voltron, and we're really sad that it ended so quickly. Um, and also, kind of a TV news, not related to San Diego Comic-Con, I can't remember the names of either of them, but there are two anime uh, Netflix original animes on Netflix right now. Um, and they both look really good. I love Netflix original stuff. If you like Netflix original stuff, you're probably going to love these. My only issue with them, and people, anime fans are going to hate me for this, uh, and they're only in Japanese, and they have English subtitles, and so I don't want to watch them. <laughs> Is it too hard to read? I don't you're like just... reading. I like watching passively. I do other stuff while I watch stuff. You're not hardcore. Yeah, I'm not a real anime fan. Not a real anime fan. <laughs> but if you those, are a real anime fan, you might want to go check it out. Those those anime fans are probably PC elitists too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to watch it in its full glory. Um, yeah, that is <laughs> it for uh, for anime. Uh, going on to gaming, there's some really cool stuff going on in the gaming world too. Right, Joe? Yeah, some some cool stuff came out of San Diego Comic-Con, particularly the fact that Sega has announced Sonic Mania, which yeah. uh, some of those folks that are my age or close to my age, I'm, I'm 31, uh, are going to really appreciate. They're going back to old school 2D, like 16-bit <laughs> looking Sonic, mm -hmm. and it looks incredible. I'm so excited. I've not been excited for a Sonic game in a long time because I gave up hope. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is kind of rekindled hope. So um, they announced... I get it. I just... I don't know. Well, for for people like you, they announced <laughs> a, a trailer for uh, Sonic 2017. Right. Which shows a new Sonic as well. Um, you know, the new 3D Sonic. The modern. For, for all I care, 3D models of Sonic can burn in the depths <laughs> of the darkest pits. On I Earth. saw this trailer and I was super excited. And then pops up classic Sonic from Sonic Generations. And I was like, I, you, you, I don't care anymore. I was really stoked for a new... I want Sonic Adventures 3. We talked about this a couple yeah, of podcasts Yeah, many ago. times. Yeah, and, but, and I don't really care anything for anything about the Sonics beyond the 2d sonics like right the fact that there's a big cat and and i don't know a donkey or so i don't know what other creatures there are <laughs> donkey. The cat is so cuddly though he's i love that your big cat head. is literally named big the cat oh is it yeah, yeah big the cat. <laughs> that he tells fishes. you how much i don't care and he has a little pet frog i so i understand the 16-bitness and everything of this 2d version i think i would be more excited about it if it was a 3d sonic but 
was a 2D platformer, kind of like they've done the new Mario games. They tried uh, that with oh. Sonic 4, and it hit the fan. Okay. They also made it uh, episodic. So they did like a 3D model Sonic in a 2D plane, but they made it episodic as well, and it pretty it failed hard. See, I would want like a 2D. I want the 3D Sonic model, but it would just be you know like Sonic 2, Sonic 1, Sonic 3. Um, not episodic. It would just be its full game. I think that'd be cool. But I'm being super hypocritical here because there were rumors for Super Mario Bros. 4, which was going to be a sequel to Super Mario Bros. 3 for the NES, and it was going to be the 16-bit you know, looking style, and I was all about it. And so I'd be a little hypocritical and not be excited about the Sonic game. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't care anything about another Mario at all, period, either. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm tired I'm tired of Nindo, Nintendo tying their properties to the post and then hitting them with whips until they bleed. <laughs> 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 Give them a break. Get some fresh properties in there. Like, Man. There are rumors that uh, <laughs> Zelda creator, I can't remember his name, um, is working on a new IP. Good. Yeah. Nintendo needs a new IP. It'll probably be just Zelda with a different character. but We've been drinking the same glass of sour lemonade since <laughs> NES. See, that's the problem, is that Nintendo keeps making these games, and they, they're like, oh, it's similar to that old game you played, but here are new things about it. And that's like kind of what's been keeping them going. And then uh, Sega's been trying to do the same thing and just failing at it, and they're like, okay, fine, here's what you want at the first place. And then everyone's like, yay! So it's just... <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to keep going back. This is a running theme with this podcast, but Star Fox... <laughs> yeah, they, tra- they they made the first level like here's the Star Fox you like, and they're like here's all the crappy stuff we want to try. <laughs> oh, it didn't work at all. Because it's like Crap. they want well, to have your old fans who've been playing Nintendo for years, but at the same time they want new fans. So it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? Just well, make your same understand- game over again? So I just don't. Understandable from a business perspective. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you want to keep the old and get new. That makes sense. But right. The way they're doing it was just not the correct way. <laughs> I just think right now, as much as nostalgia, and Pokemon Go is a huge example of this, nostalgia is running the market. I'm totally yeah. okay with I Am Sensina and um, other games where they're taking, it's basically the same old gameplay that you re- loved with these new modern styles. I really, really like that for some reason. But I'm a product of my generation for sure because that is feeding off that nostalgia market that we have right now. And see, that's the question. When do we get to the point in the future where, you know, original gamers are going to be, you know, too old to care for video games and then classic, you know, game developers are going to actually have to come up with new things and new (laughs) ideas. And they can't feed off nostalgia anymore because there's no more nostalgia. To feed off of it. We didn't talk about this last week because I don't think the news had broken when we recorded. But Nintendo has now announced that they're releasing that mini console that's going to have yeah. like 30 games on it. Yeah. That thing can burn in the depths of, of another dark pit. It's going to do so well. I know it is, and I hate it. <laughs> I know it is. I I'm not going to buy it if one. if I didn't still have my NES. Literally right. nostalgia. Exactly. They are, like, if, if there was any possible way I could extend the library on that by paying them money, I would consider it. I really okay. would. 
But they're going, oh no, here are these these uh, here are these 30 games in this box that's locked down and it's going to take up shelf space and the only way we're ever going to give you more of these is by giving you another little box to put on your shelf that won't have access to any outside stuff either. Yeah. Like, it's nothing but a cash grab on nostalgia to me. Now, I will say this. Some of my friends have expressed that they think that it's a good idea, that it's a really neat idea. They're like, here's this thing that's totally safe that I can give to my kids to introduce them to these these genres and things. And okay, you want your four-year-old to get into video games too and provide a safe way to do that? Okay, cool. But to someone who's been around the block for a little while, to me, this is a worthless piece of garbage. I think it's a total cash grab. It's Nintendo right. trying to buy a little bit more time until the NX comes out. That's all it is. I think that this is also a big reason why uh, I'm just thinking out, like thinking out loud here. The uh, the reason that indie games are doing so well is because they're trying new things, and so you have all these big game companies that are working on the next hundredth Call of Duty and the fiftieth Battlefield and. Uh, Mario will probably have another game that is exactly like the last one. Uh, I think Mario Maker is an obvious example of that. You literally have... It's the same thing. They have three or four generations of Mario Maker, and you could just switch it with the button, the different level designs, because it's all the same. Um, it's the indie makers that are, you know, thinking outside the box and trying new things. The Shovel Knights, you know, the, the yacht clubs of the world are creating <laughs> the Shovel Knights, which... It's like, you could play that on an NES, and it would be a phenomenal game on an NES, because it's a phenomenal game anyway. Right. It just restricts itself to an 8-bit art style and, and play you know play mechanics. But totally. Man, I hate watching Nintendo do this. I really, really hate it. Like, the fact that their stock went up when Nintendo, go, when, when uh, Pokemon Go came out, yeah. made me angry. Because they're not directly involved in it at all. Yeah, it's actually going back now, but down that people have seen that. That's what I was progressing. That that's yeah. what I was getting toward. Like, Pokemon Go came out in Japan, and Nintendo stocks have started to fall again, and I think that's good. <laughs> because Nintendo's only residually involved in this. You know, they they weren't involved in developing the game. Like, they own the Pokemon property, kind of. And, yeah, and they basically that's the said, only here, Niantic, we have these characters that we're letting you use. Now make right, it they licensed it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Pokemon, the Pokemon companies, the only reason they're involved at all. So when they basically said, oh, we didn't actually get involved in this, like, oh, stock's <laughs> going back down. Okay. Anyway, uh, I guess we can move on past that. I, let's, um, speaking of Pokemon Go, though... Um, they have finally revealed the three team leaders. So you've got Candela for Valor, Blanche for Mystic, and then what was the third, the yellow team? Spark. Instinct. Yeah, Spark is leading Team Instinct. I don't know why this is big news, but it made most of the headlines. I guess probably because Pokemon Go is still such a big thing. Um, so are yeah. these fictional leaders? As far as I'm aware, I haven't played very many of the new Pokemon games, but I don't think these are existing. I don't think leaders. they're. I think right. they're only in Pokemon Go. I was yeah. thinking. So I only looked at headlines. This is what happens when you headline read. Um, I was thinking it was the top players of each. Um, 
team. But looking at the names, they don't look like usernames. So that, no, no. Yeah, no. Weird. They're like the team leaders that don't show yeah. up ever. They I just think they should have released the like. I want to know who's doing the best in Pokemon right now for each team. Okay, so Valor's reds, uh, uh, Instinct is yellow, so it makes sense to have Candela fire and Spark yellow. Blanche is Team Mystic, which is blue. Like, but Blanche okay. is like white. Blanche <laughs> is the name of one of the Golden Girls, I think. I mean, so. <laughs> 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 Couldn't we have gotten like Frost or Tundra? I mean, yeah, that would have been you cool. know. I looked up Blanche, got Golden Girls. I mean, okay. So <laughs> to be fair, I think I think to Blanche something means to bring it out of the fire and immediately quench it. Basically, I, I okay. don't know. I don't know the cooking terminology, but to Blanche <laughs> something is to I think make it cold. Anyway, it's real dumb. Yeah, like, that's I think, not cool. I think they. I don't really see the point of having team leaders in the first place. I mean, I, I guess they're kind of mascots. Red, blue, and ash. Red, blue, and ash. Yeah. Red, Pokemon yeah. red, Pokemon blue, and Pokemon yellow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't, uh, I don't know, so, but... I just... Um, everyone's picking teams not be... Less because of the actual, like, you know, t- reasons behind it. You know, like, Mystic's all about evolution, and then... Yeah. Um, Red Valor's all about like kill everything, and you know, instincts like <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> because like Where we're going she? like personality-wise, I'm so 100% instinct, but I chose Mystic because all my friends are Mystic. Um, I, I should mention this for everyone who wants a T-shirt. Uh, Geeksandgrays.com/shop. We've had all sorts of issues trying to get some team shirts out for you guys. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and move past any... Oh, I do have one more piece of Pokemon Go news. Uh, I think they announced at SDCC that trading is coming in an update. Yes. Oh, yeah, Just I heard. There. So there's that. Um, but fi- the final piece of news that I want to touch on for the week is that NVIDIA has announced that they're releasing another version of the Titan X video card. It's a 12-gig video card. That's crazy. The one I've got in my machine is 4 Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it's going to be $1,200 just for a video card. Pocket so, money. Like, literally the budget wow. that I want to get for my computer in general. <laughs> right. You can so buy a, a low to mid-range gaming PC for that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't a, even think there's a point at that. Like, there's a, there's a reason to get it because most game developers are going to want to reach as much of an audience they can. Right. And it's like great to have, you know ultra settings on but you could probably get ultra settings with a not that fancy card it's not like there's going to be a game that's made just for that new titan x so but you can play doom in a thousand frames per second or whatever it was yeah <laughs> no points unless you are literally the richest man in the world i'm not <laughs> anyway so um i guess we'll go ahead and move on to the pull list for the week uh we'll start with playstation's the drop and we'll move from there. Um, so, coming to the Vita this week, we have AW Phoenix Festa, which is an action RPG. Uh, Among the Sleep coming to the PlayStation 4, which I think you play as like a little, a little that's kid. Been out for, that's been on PC for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it's a, been around for a little bit. Kind of a survival 
Probably yeah, you're, like, you, you're, like, walking around, and you're, like, trying to find your parents, and there's, like, this monster, and you don't really know what the monster is, but it's, like, scary, and so you gotta hide and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blue Rider, which is a, a uh, shoot-em-up coming to the PlayStation 4 this week. Chambara, which is a stealth game with color kind of tied into it, coming to the PlayStation 4. Dungeon Punks is an action RPG coming to the PlayStation. Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force. You know that's a JRPG based on the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had a run-in with a Fairy Fencer game previously, and some of the content is not what I want to consume, so be forewarned that there may be some adult content in some of that stuff. I guess that's what we would call... Uh, Fan service. Fan service. Yeah. Heads up on that. Speaking of heads, Headlander is coming to the PlayStation 4 (laughs) this week. And I think that's actually kind of a a Metroidvania type game. Where you control a little spaceship that's like a head and you can land it on different bodies, I believe. Okay. Um, Hyperlight Drifter is coming to the PlayStation 4 this week. I'm excited about that one. Uh, it's been out on the PC for a while, but if you like the top-down Zelda games, that's kind of what this is going to remind you of. So, Hyperlight Drifter, it's got a really neat art style, and, and it is pretty tough. It's a tough game. Mm. Uh, Mutant Muds is coming to the PS4 and Vita. Actually, that, I think that's been on PC for a long time as well. Riptide Renegade looks like Wave Race coming to the PlayStation 4. And finally, coming to the Vita, Sheeran the Wanderer, the Tower of Fortune, and the Dice of Fate. Uh, and that is wow. a dungeon, uh, kind of a, a, a roguelike. The Sheeran games have been around forever. Uh, the first one that I played was on the original Wii. And those are fun games. It almost makes me want to break out. They'll make you want to break your controller. They're super hard. <laughs> but uh, I kind of want to break out my Vita and give that a go this week. Um, let's see. Also coming out this week, let me scroll down through here. Um, we'll go over to IGN's list and see. Quadrilateral Cowboy coming to the PC. It is a first-person first person puzzle game. Um, Ghost of a Tell coming to the PC, which sounds like it's a, an, an adventure game, like a point-and-click adventure game. Uh, we Happy Few is going to be in early access on the PC in Macintosh. Marvel Ultimate Alliance coming to the PlayStation 4. Now, this was a PS3, Xbox One game. I'm frustrated that this is coming out this way because it's going to be $40 on the new consoles. That's ridiculous. That is, in my opinion, not worth the money. Uh, wait until the prices go down on those a bit. And then fighting game Blade Arcus from Shining Battle Arena coming to the PC this week. Ooh, all these long names. Yeah, you know those are Japanese-based games for the most part if they've got titles <laughs> like that. There should be this um, game where it's like you try to come up with the, the most realistic... Or it's like a list of maybe like three different... Names that sound like Japanese RPGs, but only one of them is an actual Japanese RPG. You have to choose which one's the real one. So, <laughs> listening to some other podcasts this week, I heard some funny ones. There was one that somebody sent in. You know, there's so many Pokemon now. Uh, yeah. Somebody sent in a list that was, is it a Pokemon or prescription medication? 
<laughs> I've, I've seen one where it's, is it a Pokemon or is it a heretic? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, just, wow. Like, is it a, is it a G.I. Joe or is it a pro wrestler or something like that? Like, yeah. Just dumb stuff like that, so. If you've got any of those at home, send them in. We'll give it a run. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Always. Is there any other games? Um, Let me look. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, it looks like, according to Metacritic's upcoming game list, um, Super Dungeon Brothers is coming out. Live Lock is coming out this week on the Xbox One. I don't know anything about that. Dungeon Punks again. That's uh, that is the action RPG we mentioned for the PS4. Um, Minecraft Story Mode Episode Seven. They're on seven episodes of the Minecraft Story Mode. I guess so. Uh, and then the Fallout Four Vault Tech Workshop, according to Metacritic. I thought that was already out, but maybe not. Uh, and then Valentini Rossi the game, which I believe is a racing game. Yeah, it looks like it's a racing game coming to the Xbox One. Uh, it's also out on the PC and PS4. It looks like that's it for releases for the week, though, uh, in terms of video games. And we didn't have any submissions to this week for uh, you know our hashtag GUGCast. If you guys want to ask us any questions at all, make sure that you do that with the hashtag. We love answering anything you guys want us to answer. Um, but, Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games and Twitch at uh, Righteous Fury Gaming. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShot24. You can find me on Twitch at ShellShot24. Woo! And you can find me at Cody Armour on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else. Um, so yeah. In closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>